Welcome back to Rural Queensland Today. Dennis Vosneneski is the report co-author of Rabo Research Agricultural Analyst. Now, Australia is laying down the groundwork for a third consecutive bumper harvest, with this year's total planted crop area forecast to reach a record 23.83 million hectares. Now, this has just been released off the back of this research for the 2022-23 winter crop outlook. Now, it hasn't taken into consideration some of this rain in some of the parts of southeast Queensland and some of the challenges, but I can tell you it is a good news story when you look at the country collectively. Dennis, good morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Hi there. How are you doing? All right. The season has started well, rainfall above last year's volumes. There is some concern that there has been a, a fair bit of water in and, and lying around and it's going to be difficult. But once it does dry out in the coming weeks, there's going to be diesel burnt left, right and centre and all forecasts say that, you know, the, this eastern seaboard all the way down to Victoria from the top here and, and then you go over to Western Australia, it could be a absolute bumper crop. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And we don't want to underplay what's happening in Queensland. Of course, there's been a lot of rains. There's been a lot of rains delaying uh, planting also in New South Wales. I was hearing some farmers uh, replanting canola, for example, for a third time in a row in uh, central New South Wales. So there is a lot of rain around, but overall, it's looking incredibly favorable. If, if we look at uh, total hectares around the country, up almost 1% on last year, and you might say, 1%, that's not a big deal. Yes, but it is coming off already what was a record last year. So it's looking like a very strong year. In Queensland in particular, once all this dries up, we're expecting around 8% increase in area, which brings it to a record plant as well. So a lot more Wheat going in, less barley. Of course, there's a lot of uncertainty about those Chinese anti-dumping tariffs. Will China come back for Australian barley? Will they not? Uh, a little bit more, and, and pulses are down quite substantially. So wh- what do you look at when you look at, you know, when you're doing these reports? You look at, obviously, the last few years. Seasonally, when you do this, what are you hoping to get out of it at the other end? I know it projects. Is it is it what kind of money you think is going to be generated in the agricultural sector? Is is that where your research um, is heading for? Well, our objective is to first look at. We start off with how many, how much hectares are there going to be this year compared to last year? What that allows us to do is to see how much production we're going to have, and then that's also allowing us to see. Well, then how much are we going to be able to export to the world? The world that desperately needs our grain. And it also helps us figure out what's going to happen to pricing locally, uh, depending on the production level. So typically, if you have a lot of production, prices are dampened locally. If you have a drought, for example, prices are actually quite significant. Right now, we're in a really unique situation where prices are very high compared to historic, and we have an incredibly good season. And the reason is, well, the United Nations is saying there's going to be a food crisis, and globally, we're seeing that prices are very high. Yeah, and and, and obviously when you look at the, the food prices with grain, I mean, we're, we're talking record grain prices at the moment for going into feedlots. Now, that means there must be a world shortage. Do you guys look at what is going on around the world? I understand when we're in our backyard that there's going to be a lot planted, but there is a shortage and there is some concern about the volatility of what is going on in Ukraine and Russia and, and big growing areas around the world. Mm. Oh, definitely. And uh, everyone's heard about what's happening in Ukraine. Ukraine can barely export anything compared to what they used to. So right now they're trying to export by rail, but that's only equivalent to around 15% of what they used to export by sea. Russia is still exporting, but there are issues in terms of paying Russia. So you have some typical buyers who aren't able to buy from Russia because of payment issues, those sanctions on those Russian banks. 
Then not only that, but you look at seasonal conditions. If you look at Europe, there's dryness there in France and Germany. If you look at the U.S., the exact opposite situation. We actually saw too much rainfall, including in Canada, and it caused delayed planting. If you look at North Dakota a couple of weeks ago, I think they were, they were around 8% planted. And typically at this time of year, it's closer to 80% planted. So big delays there, which will eventually cause yield issues too. So supply, ch- supply disruptions, whether that's because of the weather or because of government intervention, uh, they're all ripe around the world right now. Yeah, it, it, it's a... It's a great position to be in if we can get it dry and then get some in-crop in rain. Um, I mean, th- this is – we've seen in the beef sector that there's been some record prices and we understand grain like good, but you'd love for these guys to actually get some record grain prices as well. There's a lot of oats in there. There's a lot of canola. Um, canola is at record highs. So all bodes well moving forward. Well, there are a couple of concerns from my end that farmers should keep an eye on. The first one is that farm input costs. So we look at fertilizers, agrochemicals, they are high, but they look to peak. Urea already actually declined around 25% since March in overseas markets. And I was speaking to a mate of mine in South Australia, and he said he was being offered around $1,600 per ton for urea uh, only a couple of months ago. Sure. Now it's closer to 1250 So yep. uh, it looks like it's already declining. And the other important thing to keep an eye on uh, is that our prices locally, while they are high, uh, they aren't trading as high as what they are globally. And the real problem I see is as we move into harvest, if we do have another record crop, not just a record planting, but if that translates into record yields and a record crop again, we're going to have a really big issue of the ports will not be, or the whole supply chain will not be able to handle so much wheat or grain overall, and it's going to get stuck in the supply chain and that will dampen prices. So it's something to keep an eye on if we have another record crop. Yeah, we don't need any of that and we don't need any of that sort of energy put out there either. Let's just talk on the positives, I think, Dennis. Um, it, it looks like things are boding well moving forward and one that we really are excited about. Thanks so much for being with us this morning. Really appreciate your time. Understand how um, this is only subjective because we need to get onto the ground. There, think There is areas that need to be planted and it's going to take some time, but it all bodes well moving forward. Really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. Good on you. Rural Queensland today and and uh, the report, the Rabo Research, they do phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal jobs um, in showing data and research moving forward. Um, Dennis Vosneleski, um, which is, he is the co-author of the Rabo Research Agricultural Analyst and that, that's quite interesting what they're saying, um, that at the moment it bodes well, we just don't need in-crop rain and and other issues that could cause huge factors. This is Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network.